let me minister to you a little bit tonight. And uh, I've been talking about prayer time, and I want to talk about the prayer of agreement. I want to talk about the prayer of agreement. Sunday morning, we talked about the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, you got to have that name. I say this, he needs to be a household name. You don't need to be ashamed to declare Jesus and, and speak about Jesus and talk about Jesus. Why? Because I'm telling you, Jesus said, you believe in God, you better believe also in me. And so we got to believe in Jesus. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. So we're not ashamed of the uh, of Jesus. I know one of my middle grandson, I've told this so many times around here, anytime he'd get in a tight spot, anybody ever got in a tight spot? And he would always go, help me, Jesus. And he said, help me, Jesus. I mean, he knew this. I might not call on anybody else, but I can call on Jesus. And he's going to show up. Amen. Praise God. I still, I, I, it's so plain to me hearing him say that. He's, he's what, 13 now, isn't he? Or 12. He'll, in April, he'll be 13. And he was a little bitty feller. And I'm telling him, he's always, help me, Jesus. You're in a bind when you say, help me, Jesus. In Matthew chapter, chapter 18, listen to this. There's tremendous power as two or more agree in prayer concerning anything they may need. There's tremendous power as two or more agree in prayer concerning anything they may need. Now, Matthew 18, starting in verse 18, says this. Assuredly, I say to you that whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It almost sounds like Jesus is telling us there's something we're going to have to do, don't it? He says, whatever you... Did you know uh, binding means whatever you stop? Loosing means whatever you allow. He says, so I'm telling you, whatever you bind or stop or forbid, it will also be backed up by heaven. He said, whatever you loose or whatever you permit will also be permitted. In other words, God said, I'm gonna per- I have to permit what you permit, but I'm going to stop what you'll stop. So I'm telling you, we got to understand there's some, there's, there, that's a lot of power in that because I hear people all the time, listen to me, I hear people all the time loosening what they ought to be binding and binding what they ought to be loosening. Are you hearing me? They do it all the time because it all is all done with your mouth. Amen? It's all done with your mouth. And see, he said, well, surely I say to you, if you will, uh, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, we do have a lot of authority right here on the planet. And then he says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they may ask, anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Did y'all, y'all hearing this? He says, again, I say that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Listen, Jesus is letting us know there's such power in agreement. Such power in agreement. You know, I I believe this. One of the strongest agreements there is is between a husband and a wife. I'm telling you, when you get together and you agree on something and you, you say, we're going to agree on this, I'm telling you, something starts happening. Something starts changing, amen? And I'm telling you, sometimes we just got to get our, 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 our heads connected together, our hearts connected together, and sometimes just sit down and say, God, we're going we're gonna to come into agreement on this thing, and we're going to ask you. Now, notice what I said, well, anything, whatever they ask. It's not what, God, you know. 
Well, he does know, but he said, you have not because you ask not. And so when two people agree as touching anything they ask, God, Jesus said this, my Father in heaven is going to do it for you. Isn't that nice? I said, is that nice? That ought to make you feel, feel real warm and fuzzy all over. When you know you're agreeing. Huh? Now the key is the agreement part. Because I know people's agreed with me that they didn't agree. Anybody in, in church? Huh? I know they, because I guarantee you, here's why I know they didn't agree with me, because I heard them talking a little later. See, once you agree, I like to say it like this, it's almost like covenanting with one another to, to stand together to believe that thing to come to pass. Huh? And standing in, in total agreement with it, I mean, I went years without doing that. I went years were worrying about this and worrying about that and wondering how we're going to make it, how we're going to do this, worrying about our finances, worrying about all that. But man, I've, I watched God at, at times when I would just walk by and tell my wife something we need to do. And I said, we need to agree with this and say, make and say what we needed to agree on with and agree about it. She said, I agree. We stand in agreement with it. And just a day or two later, it's there. It's just there. My wife, and many times. Uh, we, we've, we've tried to find things before. She said, Randy, agree with me. I'm going to find this thing. I mean, just minutes later, I found it. Of course, I'm looking for something when I had it in my hand. <laughs> I know y'all ain't that way. I, I, I was in, was in New Mexico, and I, sit, I was sitting there on my phone wondering where my phone was. Now, I'm, I've got them in my right mind. I just y'all, want y'all to know, don't run off. Don't run off. I've been looking for my glasses before with them on my face. I know none of y'all are like that, looking for your keys and in your hands. But then there's other times you have to just get some agreement to get some things going in your life. And so Jesus said, if, if you'll agree on anything that you ask, he said, it's going to be done by my Father. He said, because here's why, because where you're together in agreement, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I know we like to use that a lot like in a church. Like, like if you don't have a lot of people in church, you'll say, well, after all, Jesus said we're two or three together together in my name. I'm right there with you, so he is with us. And that's true to a degree. But he was talking about when some people get together and pray and are asking about something. And he said, I'll tell you what, and I'm telling you what, even in a, in, in, a, in a time of people agreeing, there maybe have to be some binding and some loosening. Sometimes you might say, devil, we're going to, we're, 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 I bind you off of my finances, our finances in Jesus. Anybody ever, ever had to do stuff like this? We bind you and take authority over you and command you to get your hands off of our finances. You have no right to them in the name of Jesus. And we loose the provision of God in our lives where God supplies all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This, this has to happen in our lives. You have to do stuff like this. Why? Because the devil's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. And whatever you agree on shall be done. Huh? Sometimes you got to get together and take authority and bind the devil off your hell. 
bind a spirit of infirmity or whatever God reveals to you and say, I'll take authority over that. And we lose the healing power of God in our life and we stand in agreement for healing. I know I pray for my, uh, I pray for my wife. She has some uh, physical issues going on in her body, but we're believing God for complete healing and stuff and which I declared healing over every day. But the thing about it is, I'm telling you, when we get together in agreement, I look at it like when every time I pray for somebody, they're coming up here and we're getting in agreement. Every time we pray. And as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's done. Are you hearing me? As far as I'm concerned, it's done. Now, what you do with it, it's up to you. Huh? You, might, you know, when somebody agrees with you and they truly agree with you, you're to say, this thing is done. This thing is done. It's done. I, I was reading a, a, a book, Kenneth e. Hagin's book, and, and he was talking about this preacher going out and preaching and, and uh, just out of a seminary, he was uh, uh, going and holding some meetings and, and this old cowboy come into his meetings and, and walked in there in, into the church and the big old tall six foot six cowboy walked in there and this little evangelist was preaching and he said uh, he was talking about the, uh, the agreement, prayer of agreement and such as that and he said, you know, he walked up to him and said, I done found somebody that'll agree with me. He said, I, found, I haven't found anybody that'll agree with me on something. And he said, do you believe what you preach? He said, I believe it. He said, then will you agree with me on something? He says, I will. And so he said, he said, I, I got a ranch and I got some ranch hands on my ranch and I got this family of, of five. There's a, there's a, the husband, John, and named his wife and three kids. And he said, I'm going to bring them to church tomorrow night here and I'm, I want you to agree with me that they're going to get saved. He said, I agree. We agree that they're going to get saved at tomorrow night in that service. Well, that Sunday, the, the night came, and all here it comes, here's the cowboy in, and all of a sudden, here comes all five of that family walking in that door. He preached an evangelistic message and preached the Word of God, and at the end gave an altar call, sang a song, done an altar call, and all of a sudden, the 13-year-old girl walked up and kneeled at the altar of that family. And kneeled at the altar. Next thing you know, the other child come and kneeled at the altar. And then the boy came and kneeled at the altar. And for long, the, the wife come and kneeled at the altar. And last of all, here comes John kneeling at the altar, and all five of them got saved that night because he agreed. So after that, he walked up to him and said, Listen, i got some friends over here. I'm going to bring them to church tomorrow. I want you to agree with me that they're going to get saved. They stayed for three weeks. He brought people every night, agreed with them before. Every one of them got saved when he brought them to that service just in the deal. Why? Because somebody got together and said, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree. Listen to me. Not, I don't mean to be negative. You know I'm not a negative person, but not everybody says they're agreeing with you. is actually agreeing with you. That's why you need to find somebody that's in faith, and they're going to agree with you and pray. Hallelujah. Because I guarantee you, when they do that, you might as well just start looking because something's just going to happen. Amen. In Deuteronomy 32.30, the Bible says, how, how should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Except their rock uh, had sold them and the Lord had shut them up. In other words, he says that one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Look what happens when one, what one can do, and look what happens when what two can do. I mean, talking about one thousand to ten thousand, there's a mighty powerful unity and a bond when two people get together and they agree. And it don't hurt to have a third one in there if you need it. But all it takes is two. All it takes is two to start agreeing. 
I just want to read a, a couple of scriptures because I, I was thinking about, we talk about two and, and how two's powerful, having two people together. That's, that's why one thing, husbands and wives, so, uh, so powerful because they're one already and then we're one with the Lord. So, so we're one all together and things happen. I want to go to Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter four. Chapter 4, verse 9. Chapter 4, verse 9. I like this scripture. I really do. It says two are better than one. Two are better than one. Everybody say it with me. Two's better than one. Come on, act like you mean it. Two's better than one. He says, because they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, one will lift up his companion... But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Man, there is something about unity and, and people that's in agreement together. Amen? And th- th- there's, there's power in that. Look at Luke 10. Luke chapter 10. Well, if I'd quit punching the wrong buttons here. Luke 10, verse 1. It says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. He sent them out how many? Two by two. two. There is something about two that God, Jesus himself, sent into the cities. You know, listen, it, it, you, you can pray on your own. We have to have that prayer time. We have to have that communion with God one-on-one. We do have to have that. But we also have to have or need to have a prayer of agreement and praying one with another. I know there's, there's probably no telling how many times in the 30-something years we've been ministering uh, that I have had people come up and ask me, will you agree with me? There's probably no telling how many thousands of times, thousands. And I say, well, sure, I'll agree with you. Because, see, it's no matter how big the issue is, God's bigger. No matter how extreme you may think your situation is and you want it, God didn't say agree to a certain point. In other words, you can agree for anything... To a certain point. He didn't say that. He said, where two agree is touching anything that they ask, it shall be done of my Father for them. In other words, if we're not careful, we start saying, well, you don't understand the extremity of my situation. You don't understand the desire and dire need that I have. Well, I'm telling you something. God does understand that. And he said, if you can get somebody to agree with you, you can have it. Somebody help me. I'm telling you, we've watched things happen that had nothing to do with any kind of spirituality. Is that all right? Just desires, just a want. And agreed, and it happened. We just stayed in agreement. 
Actually, we would, when we was believing for that one thing, we, we never, I mean, we just said it all the time. I and mean, we said it all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that it's done. Thank you that it's ours. Thank you we receive it. We have it now. We did it all the time. But we first, before we did anything else, we stood in agreement. Before we started thanking God for it, we agreed for it. We agreed for it. And then we started thinking, why? Why? Because we have His Word. Do we have His Word? We have his word that we're to agree as touching anything that they ask. It shall be done. Amen? And so we got to stay in that, 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 that covenant of agreement. But Jesus knew how important it was because he sent the 70 out two by two. Hallelujah. Why? Because two's better than one. Two's better than one. Isn't it amazing how sometimes you feel more bold with you got somebody with you? You feel more confident when you have somebody with you, huh? It's just something about it, that camaraderie, having somebody. And, and uh, thank God me and my wife are both saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues and such as that. So it makes it a whole lot better when we're in agreement already, right? And so Acts, look at Acts. Here's, a, here's another good one. Here's another one. I just thought these are pretty interesting since two's better than one and we're two agrees touching anything they ask. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Listen, li- listen. there was two men hooked up called Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. You ever heard a story anything about Paul and Silas? They were, they were powerful for God. And when they got put in prison for casting that devil out of that demon-possessed w- a woman, here's what happened in verse 16 of Acts 16. Acts 16, 16, it says this, Now it happened. As we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, and this is not, I'm, I'm going to skip that. I just said that. Let's go to 25, verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. What were they doing? They were praying. I believe they were in agreement. I believe they were probably asking some things. And so they were praying, and not only were they praying, they were singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. In other words, they really didn't care who was hearing them. The only one they really cared about was hearing them was God. Amen? Because when you know God's hearing you, it really don't matter what anybody else thinks or what they say about it. It all matters what God says about it, and I'm telling you, you want His amen put upon it. So be it. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And I'm telling you something, they weren't in the best condition. They had done been beaten, threatened not to ever preach again in that name. And now they're in prison in the dungeon, the deepest part of it, the darkest part of it. And they they wasn't very happy. And you know, I, I got to thinking about this right, this uh, this particular event right here because they were two uh, 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 men that was uh, was on a mission for God and doing winning souls for Jesus. And this would could have been a perfect opportunity for the devil to get in there and mess everything up. So what do you mean, Pastor? Here's what I mean. What if Paul, Silas would have said, Paul? If I hadn't have been here with you, if I hadn't have been with you, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. But I believe when they started uh, singing prayer, because I wrote this down because this is so, this is so true. Uh, I, I wrote this down when I was in there. It says, be careful not to let stressful times cause disharmony. 
Be careful not to let stressful times cause disharmony because that's what happens a lot of time in marriages, relationships, or whatever, friendships. In other words, uh, uh, stressful times or things that bring stress will start bringing disharmony. And listen, we know that unity is a key to receiving anything from God. Agreement. And so here they were, they could have been saying, well, you know, I, I'm done with this. I'm not going to have nothing else to do with this, Paul. I'm upset. I, you, you asked me to come, I came. But no, no, no. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns unto God. You said, well, midnight must be the darkest hour. Well, that's what I've always heard. But let me tell you something else what midnight is. Y'all know what I'm supposed to say. It's the dawning of a new day. Listen to me. I, I was thinking about that one day, and I was—I don't know why. I was just thinking about it, and I was talking about because it it's the darkest hour. And God, looked, God spoke at my heart and said, it's also the start of a new day. It's also the start of a new day. So the new day started. What did they start out with? Not griping. They weren't complaining. They weren't saying, oh, my God, oh, we're doing all this for you. And look at what happened. We cast out a devil in the name of Jesus, which you told us we ought to be doing. And yet we do that. Now look what we've got. We're beat up. We're bloody. We're bleeding and all these things. They didn't do that. The Bible says they started praying. Honey, I don't know what it looks like in your life, what the situation is. It looks like you've been beat up. It looks like you've been chewed up and spit out. But I got news for you. If you'll stand in agreement and get in agreement and, and, and ask what God, according to his will, according to his word, I'm telling you, something is about to change in that situation. Something is working on the outside when it's working in you, coming out of your mouth. It's beginning to change the atmosphere around you. Suddenly. Anybody want some suddenlies? Suddenly's been quick. Huh? I don't think God's wanting you to wait 20 years to get an answer to your prayer. Huh? Sometimes we're praying we need it now. Can somebody say now? Now. Huh? Sometimes we need it now. Sometimes we wait to pray till we need it yesterday. You know what I'm saying? We think, well, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Now we gotta have it now. Huh? Maybe we're to start at least a couple of days early. And if you're believing God for a house payment, start when you pay the first one. When you get one. Now, Lord, I think you took care of this one. And I'm rejoicing in advance. We're standing in agreement. There'll be no issue with the next one. Are y'all happy this, this, this afternoon? Is everybody good? Huh? I'm telling you, expectation. And suddenly, the Bible says, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. I'm telling you, something started working. Something started happening. There was a revival. There was a, a, a mess. You said, well, uh, I heard somebody say one time, they said, well, God, uh, the devil was trying to kill him with the earthquake. Let me tell you something. The devil had nothing to do with the shaking of that prison because if the devil would have had anything to do with the shaking of those prisons, there wouldn't have been one chain loosed off of one arm or foot. I promise you that because he's the one who brings peoples into bondage. But listen, the doors flew off the prisons and the things, the, the, the shackles come off their arms. Now you tell me that can happen just in an earthquake. No, what, what, what was causing all this action? 
What it was was a reaction to their action. But what they were doing, listen to me, I'm here to encourage you that no matter what's going on, listen, it didn't look good for Paul and Silas, but they knew this, God is for us and not against us. Did, did I read a scripture one time that Paul wrote in chapter 8 of Rome, uh, Roman where he said, if God be for you, who can be against you? He knew that going into that prison. He knew that God was for him, not against him. He said, my goodness, he probably said, Silas, God is for us. God is on our side. God sees what we're going through right now. So why don't we just pray? Why don't we stand in agreement? God is going to deliver us from this thing. And by the way, why don't we just sing some worship and praise to Him? Let's just go ahead and praise our God. Hallelujah. There's victory in Jesus. I don't know what they were singing, but they were singing something that God... Listen, here's what here's what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. When they started singing, God started... You know, you can't do nothing without snap. If you hear music, I'll, I'll, you got to move your foot or something. All of a sudden, the doors blew off, the chains were loose, and I'm telling you, the Bible says suddenly. Man, I'm looking for some suddenlies. Are you? It says suddenly the earthquake, the foundations were shaken, and everyone's chains were loosed. The keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we're all here. Then he brought, called for the light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour that night, washed their stripes. Immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them. He rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Now listen to me. I, I, I want you to listen in closing. I'm just close. Do you ever wonder, would that have actually happened if they hadn't have done? Verse 25. Listen, sometimes we're expecting God to do something with us doing nothing. Oh, I don't mean to be ugly. Huh? Sometimes we're expecting God to do something when we do nothing. I'm telling you, Paul and Silas started doing something. Listen, can I say this in quitting? Quitting, slowing down. They probably had no idea that prison was going to shake and them doors were going to fall off and them chain shackles were going to come off. They probably had no idea that prisoner was going to take, that prisoner guard was going to take them to his house and wash their stripes, clean them, bandage them up, feed them and take care of them. And the whole family was going to get saved. All they knew was this, is God's for us and he's not against us. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know exactly what's going to take place, but we do know this. We know our God. We know our God, and God's going to do something in our lives. God's going to do it. His Word says it. He's not a man should lie. He can't lie. He will not lie. And I'm telling you something, that was a powerful testimony of, I believe, two men in agreement for the power of God. Now, if he did it for them, come on, church. He's sure going to do it for you. 
Huh? And then in Acts 3, Peter and John. And I'm not going to preach that. I just preached it. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus said, where two agree as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Is that all right on a Wednesday night? Praise God. The prayer of agreement. Praise the Lord. If you can't find somebody to agree with you, well, we sure will. You know, I, I feel like I could, for the most part, everybody, the people I know in this church, and uh, I, I, I can get you to agree with me. I do. And we'd get some answers too. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. And thank you, Father God, that you're watching over your word to perform it. There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. What you did for Paul and Silas, you'll do for anybody here. God, it's in your word, so we appreciate you for it. Father, I know there's circumstances and situations in people's lives. Sometimes it looks like it's impossible that anything's ever going to get better. But God, in you, it will be better. And it can get better. God, if we'll just trust you and rely upon you, you said in your word to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you and you'd direct our paths. So God, I pray that for every person here, God, whether it be finances, whether it be their health, whether it be family members that need to be born again, or whatever the circumstance is, God, there's nothing too hard for you. There's nothing that you you, you won't do for individuals that'll put themselves in agreement with your word and agree to the promises of God. We love you tonight. We thank you tonight. We give you glory tonight. Hallelujah.